everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Deconstructing the Narrative. My name is Erica Seha. I am your host, and I'm also a content creator with Sada Collective. And today I have with me Ryan. How's it going, Ryan? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So just to start, uh, we always just kind of get the background on our artists. So can you just let us in on what you do and what your role in the creative industry is right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what I do, I do so many things. Um, my first, well, shoot, I'm honestly kind of nervous. This is my first like podcast <laughs> ever. No but, worries. Take your <laughs> um, time. Yeah, so I'm from Utah. That's where I was born. I live out here in Pasadena. Um, mm -hmm. As far as like art goes, I mostly do like abstract paintings. And then mm -hmm. like my main art is acting. I've been doing that since I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And I do some modeling here and there, but for the most part, I mean, everything is so slow right now with coronavirus, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. before all this, that's what I was doing mostly. Awesome. And kind of diving deeper into, uh, I guess, both your painting and your acting. I kind of want to, you know, dive a little bit deeper into both. Um, yeah. Can you give me a background on like uh, the journey for both of those and um, I guess how you kind of ended up choosing those paths and what those are looking like for you now? What kind of acting are you doing? And what kind of painting are you doing as well? Yeah, so for my acting, I started acting when I was like uh, 10 years old and I was doing like uh, like theater, lots of plays and I'm from Utah. So they were all like religious plays. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a lot of fun and I was really into it. And I was getting like really good roles as like a 10 year old. And then I kind of like just started going towards that because I really I had how do I say this? Like I had a very privileged childhood in the way that like I'm blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, like I come from mm -hmm. a, a good family, but I had a lot of trauma growing up, like um, in the church particularly. And mm -hmm. just like, um, you know, like everyone goes through stuff. And so I, I ended up going into acting more because I, at first I just loved to not be myself, to be other people. And that was like the mm -hmm. initial thing that got me into it. Mm -hmm. and so I was going I was doing my acting and I was doing it all through high school and all through college and everything and then I moved out here and I started like doing coaching and stuff and they were I would tell them I like mm -hmm. to act because I don't want to be myself and they all of my teachers were like bro you that's like some trauma shit you got to figure that out right and uh -huh. then so eventually I started like you know getting more into like what like telling stories and doing stuff like that you know finding other reasons than just not wanting to be myself mm -hmm. you know for acting so that's kind of been like my my biggest journey with acting um with painting it's always been just a way to express myself I mm -hmm. I don't really do very much realism I do a lot of abstract expressionist and if you mm -hmm. if you check out my Instagram you can see some it's a lot, a lot of colors and stuff. And it's, it's mostly just how I, how I feel, you know, that's just mm -hmm. what I put out on the canvas. Mm -hmm. um, and so, the, yeah, I'm oh, sorry. And so just, I guess, diving deeper into that, because uh, the next question is kind of geared towards, you know, what your narrative is and what, you know, your story is that you're trying to portray with your art. So uh, how does everything that you're kind of describing now play into that narrative that you're trying to portray with? With both your acting oh, and your painting so much so much um for my for my acting particularly like 
it's just it's so hard to like to not express myself you know and so acting is amazing because you get the opportunity to really like be free and to live in emotion like in the everyday world you Mm -hmm. aren't allowed to really like express emotion like fully like how you feel Mm -hmm. you know like people put you on world star like whatever it is you know but Mm -hmm. um with acting like that's what you have to do is you you have to like portray emotion and that's what Mm -hmm. I love that's what you know and it it feels good for me because I get to like let some stuff out but I I love just expressing myself to be honest and with Mm -hmm. with my paintings with my paintings it was always stuff that like I needed to say like I needed I needed to get out of my body, out of my physical and onto something else. And mm-hmm. so, so that's what painting has always been for me. And lots of people don't like my artwork because it's like, usually when I am painting, it's just like, I just get in this mind, this like state of mind and I just like go crazy on the canvas, you know? And lots of people mm-hmm. are like, you know, they just have their criticisms, but mm-hmm. so far, I think. Did I answer mm-hmm. that question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, are there any like particular like inspirations that you have in terms of like uh, painters or people that you look up to uh, that you can kind of compare your work to and like your, I guess, mo- method of, uh, of painting mm. too? Yeah, my biggest inspiration is Jean-Michael Basquiat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's my, uh-huh. he's my absolute favorite. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, re- I've read all, like several biographies about him, watched his documentaries and stuff. And I think I, I do try to like copy his style and like his work a lot because he, he just, his artwork just speaks to me so deeply. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, lots of time when I am painting, I am watching like anime or doing something uh-huh. else at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, not every time, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, some others that inspire me, of course, Pablo Picasso. I love, mm-hmm. I love him as well. Um, yeah, Van Gogh. I just really love abstracts. Anyone abstract? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, actors? Actors. Oh, lately I've been really inspired by Timothy Chalamet. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's a young kid, but he, he just he. I don't know like he's so beautiful and his emotion is so just pure I feel mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he really inspires me um yeah I like um oh I'm I can remember her her Instagram handle is like bring but she she's um she's a non-binary actress mm-hmm. she she really inspires me oh fuck, what's her name I can't remember her name but I'll like send it in the email or something later yeah definitely <laughs> yeah 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 share that with me definitely <laughs> Um, and, uh, I guess moving on, um, uh, what is, uh, you know, some, uh, do you have any like specific like moment in like maybe your childhood or your upbringing or, um, just any like really like pinpoint pivotal moment that you've had, um, that has inspired your work or even a specific piece or a series, or, uh, I guess just like anything that you've done creatively, has there been like one moment and can you share that moment with us in like a story form? Yeah, definitely. So, um, like I said, I was raised Mormon in Utah. And when, you know, I was big in the Boy Scouts when I was growing up. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, like so many other boys, I was molested in the Scouts. Okay. 
so I have several pieces that are like um, one of them is called you'll never be perfect it's mm -hmm. on my it's on my Sachi art profile I don't think it's on my Instagram but mm -hmm. yeah it talks about that mm -hmm. you know which is what it is to kind of like go through that and how mm -hmm. how I how I felt like coming out of that you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I'm sorry to hear that and I, I think it's really amazing that you were able to take something that was so traumatic and turn it into you know or find a way to express it through your art um and I, I'm not sure how how touchy it is but can you kind of give a background into kind of um, how it affected your process when you were painting and um I guess like how 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 was it like an emotional experience or was it just like free to, like freeing for you to kind of be able to paint that and get it all out yeah it was it was pretty freeing I battle with a lot of suicidal thoughts and stuff mm -hmm. so you know at first when I was molested I was I was under the the impression that it like wasn't a big deal you know that it like didn't mm -hmm. matter you know mm -hmm. however the child brain protects itself and mm -hmm. You know, as I got older and it was like sitting inside me longer and longer, it kind of like built up, built up and mm -hmm. lots of times like, like really late at night, sometimes I'm, I just have like panic attacks, you know, anxiety yeah. attacks. Mm -hmm. And so this was one of those nights and I like, I had my blank canvas in front of me mm -hmm. and I had like, I just smoked or whatever. And I just had my Sharpie and my paint brushes and I just like I knew knew that I needed to put something on the canvas but I couldn't mm -hmm. like nothing was like in my mind I didn't mm -hmm. have like a picture so I just mm -hmm. started writing like let it out let it out let it out and then mm -hmm. I wrote that just over and over and over until I like and then it just like exploded out of me and I got this mm -hmm. gorgeous painting it's mm -hmm. amazing and, Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, do you have any like advice, uh, you know, so far from your journey mm -hmm. of kind of, you know, overcoming this that you could, you know, lend to anybody who's gone through any trauma um, in terms of like um, utilizing art as a form and um, in any, any mm -hmm. ways that, you know, you could lend as advice or help for people who have gone through trauma and who are trying to use creativity as a, as an outlet? Yeah. So my very first advice would be to go see a therapist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. what's really like... Um, you know, art can help with that stuff, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. it can be a good art is like a gateway into your subconscious, you know, uh -huh. mm -hmm. but if you don't seek like professional help, a lot of the times mm -hmm. it's just going to continue to harm, be more harmful to yourself than it is going to Definitely. help, you know, and some great mm -hmm. pieces can come from that. But um, yeah, that my advice is just to seek get professional help and mm -hmm. always continue creating but don't rely on pain to create because that's just I don't that's mm -hmm. just painful <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um and I guess kind of moving over um since your pieces are so you know in depth and have such a narrative behind them and have you know they resemble your pain and everything that you've gone through um have you had any pivotal responses or any like specific responses that have really just been moving for you um, to any of your pieces um definitely based off of the narrative that they're portraying and um who was it and what did they say and was it helpful in any way mm. um so my art my paintings i should say it doesn't really get that many responses not very many people have the opportunity to see it because i don't really I don't post all of it on my Instagram just a little bit mm -hmm. um so but with my acting mm -hmm. 
uh, just it was 2019, I think, 2018 mm -hmm. or 2019. The, the, um, I was in a short, short film and it was by this amazing director. Her name is Mackenzie Hart. She lives in the LA area. Mm -hmm. And it was about, um, it was about like rape. It was, it was about sexual mm -hmm. assault in, our, in mm -hmm. today's society. And this was super interesting because I got to play like the bad guy. And I always think bad guys are like, like, it, like Darth Vader is super cool. You know, like I always wanted to be like a bad guy. So mm -hmm. I was pretty excited that she cast me as like the bad guy. And mm -hmm. obviously the, the film didn't have anything graphic in it. It was nothing mm -hmm. like that. We were at a laundromat and it was just me like going up to her and like being one of those creepy guys that you see at the laundromat or like at the gas mm -hmm. station, you know, anywhere, anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun to work with that team and everyone was so great and professional. And then she submitted it to the Hollywood fringe film festival, mm -hmm. not the fringe, the Hollywood shorts film festival. Mm -hmm. And we won, we won best oh, shot. Awesome. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that, that, thank you. Yeah. That was, that felt like a pretty pivotal moment. Like I was able mm -hmm. to bring, I don't know, like I, because we won, that means lots of people were able to see it. And so right. it, was, it felt good to be able to bring light to that kind of, you know, so, to some people, it might not seem like it's a big idea to go hit on the person at the laundromat or the gas station, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it, it is a big deal, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, that was pretty pivotal to me. I really felt like I was doing good with my art, you know, Sometimes mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm doing a good, well, I don't know. Never mind. Like telling your story. Yeah, yeah. In the way that you want. Mm. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's amazing. Yeah, and the fact that it related so much to the trauma that you and Theron, that you were able to touch so many people with it, I feel like that was probably really, you know, big for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and what do you want? Do you have any, um, like, I guess, long term goals, um, especially with your narrative that you um, would like to accomplish um, in terms of like, you know, is there like a, a specific amount of people you want to reach or a specific story that you want to tell? Um, what is like the message that you want to leave with the things that you do, whether that be through your painting or through acting? Mm, I think what I want to, you know, I, I don't know how many people I will reach. I hope it's as many. I hope it's a lot, you know, but I think what I really want to tell people is that like, no matter what, happens to you no matter where you come from like, you can always do what you want and you can do great mm -hmm. things you know that's mm -hmm. what that's what I want my long-term story to be is you know very motivational I guess but mm -hmm. also because you know if you if you really believe if you have that feeling inside you then mm -hmm. you can do anything you want and mm -hmm. you can't let your surroundings or you know anything get in your way Mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. definitely yeah um and you know kind of moving over um I kind of want to talk to you a, a little broader about what you think an artist's role is in society um like what do you see um like our purposes as creatives like um in in this in this time because I really feel like you know uh we've been talking a lot with all of our artists about the fact that uh you know art has really penetrated absolutely every area and um we kind of want to get a gauge of how each of you know our creatives that we're speaking with feel about that and kind of how you view the artist's role um, in society as a whole yeah I mean art is so big art is so powerful I think it's mm -hmm. the artist's job to really question 
everything. Mm-hmm. Like um, the society we live in, like we got to question capitalism. We got to question our leaders. We got to question mm-hmm. everything. And what really makes a society is the art that comes from mm-hmm. that society. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really remembered about that society. So, you know, it's, it's our job to tell the stories. It's our job to like just show what we go through what it is to be a product of the society you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's really what I think you know and it's also our job to like make money and to get paid but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that that comes hand in hand with you know asking questions and just doing what you feel you need to do I guess Mm -hmm, definitely um and I guess moving over a little bit from that, um, what is something that I, I, you mentioned you've been doing acting a long time. So I kind of want to touch a little bit more into that. And, you know, what is something that you've learned now, like where you, and, you know, with where you are in your acting career that you would have like lended as advice to your younger self, like something that you wish you knew back then that you know now? Oh, I've never thought about that. Like at all. <laughs> That's a good question. If I had to give my younger self advice, mm, definitely don't get discouraged. Like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to get discouraged when you go into an audition and you mm-hmm. you crush it. You know, like, you're off mm-hmm. book, you're crying, like, you're doing the whole thing. And mm-hmm. they just don't want you, you know? And it's not mm-hmm. your fault. Like, at that point, like, it's not your fault. You got to, mm-hmm. like, every time I go into an audition now, if I don't get it, it's it's not my fault. Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're probably looking for someone with green eyes or they probably Mm -hmm. want someone who is a darker complexion, you know, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, the person they cast probably has connections with them or, you know, but it's just not like, that's what I would say is don't get discouraged. Like it's Mm -hmm. such a tough game. And like, you just got to keep, if you love it, you just got to keep doing it. And like, even just love, love auditioning. It's, Mm-hmm. it's nerve-wracking to be in the audition room but like you gotta love it mm-hmm. and so yeah I would just mm-hmm. don't get discouraged and go for absolutely everything like everything yeah and do you have like a specific like moment you can think of like kind of you know pegging off of that uh, of like a moment of doubt maybe where you had an audition and you like just like doubted yourself and like how did you overcome I guess that and and, and you know the, I guess that would kind of lend us advice too but you know any moment can, can you tell us like a story of like any moment where you were just like oh my gosh like I shouldn't be doing this anymore and like how did you overcome that part and you know stick with acting and kind of pursue it to help where yeah, you today? definitely um yeah basically almost every time after I'm done auditioning I'm like holy cow I made such a fool of myself in there but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's just, it's just the nerves and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a specific time, but actually I'll tell you right now the time. So when I was auditioning for the, the laundromat role, uh-huh. I was, I was in there and I was like, I was alone in the waiting room. I was like the last uh-huh. person they were seeing. And I, mm-hmm. I had my, like, I had my headphones plugged in and I was just jamming. I was like jumping up and down, like, Mm-hmm. you know just listen to hardcore edm you know head bobbing mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah and then i like look up and the director's like standing staring at me in the doorway oh. she's like oh we're ready i was like oh cool great you know <laughs> so i go in there and i i just i already felt like an idiot you know i'm like bright red mm-hmm. like 
so I go in there and I was like, whatever. Like, I just like, I'm already, they already think I'm an idiot. So I'll just continue to be, I'll just continue to put myself out there like I was. And mm. I did. And I was like, my face was like twitching and stuff. And I was just like, I didn't care how I looked because they already saw me at my like worst. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was, it was just, you know, and I walked out of that audition. I was like, there's no way they're going to cast me. Like, I you know I was jumping up and down like I was doing all this crazy stuff and then she called me and she was like hey we're gonna cast you and I was like for real she was like yeah and it's because my face was twitching and because I was jumping up and down like that that's what they love that's what Mm -hmm. made me stand out and so that's Mm -hmm. what that's just something that I try to remember about every audition I go into now Mm -hmm. it's like they want to see art. They want to see something like exciting and cool and fun. Even if mm-hmm. it's weird, like it's better than being normal. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Weird is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. And then um, I guess, you know, moreover, just like kind of to wrap things up, um, is there any form of advice that you would lend to maybe any creative maybe not necessarily just in the create or in the I'm sorry acting industry or the painting industry or anything just as a creative in general um who is new and entering you know the, the creative industry as a whole um what is some advice you would lend to them um you know in order to navigate through the creative industry as it is today yeah definitely um uh, so definitely keep yourself around people who inspire you and, mm-hmm. you know, it's so easy out here, especially in Los Angeles, like everyone is so creative, mm-hmm. but there are lots of people who let the drugs and let the parties and stuff get, take that, mm-hmm. take the lead over being creative. And mm-hmm. so just stay wary of those crowds because like, if you do get trapped inside of that, it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, my next advice would be to definitely like, just to give to see a therapist to be honest that's like Mm -hmm. that's been something like I've been doing that for so many years and it's if for me to really like express myself I have to be comfortable with myself and I have Mm -hmm. to like understand what's going on in my head and Mm -hmm. with my emotions and stuff and so seeing seeing a therapist might be a little bit expensive but it's what you get from it is invaluable. What what mm-hmm. I get from it, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good advice, especially even if you haven't gone through trauma, to just be able to talk to somebody who has no like connection or no, like you know, it's just completely unbiased. I think that helps, just like it's it's her healthy mind, you know. And I think especially as artists, like we often keep things to ourselves, and like I like I think I like what you said earlier about like not like pain is like obviously leads to good pieces but it also isn't like don't rely on it you know and I think that a lot of the times like artists do like we we rely on the things that hurt us to like create what we do but I think that also like your mental health is important and taking care of yourself is important and um, being able to talk to those things and like you can still like tell your story and, uh, and tell the story of your pain without like having to be suffering through it you know so yeah. I think that's really great advice awesome well Ryan thank you so much um it was so fun yeah, talking to you oh yeah you. I do have a last question a last question yeah the question we've been asking everyone um do you have a favorite song right now can you share with us oh yeah um you know Machine Gun Kelly yes <laughs> yes <laughs> can't look back on his new album I love that song can't look back machine gun kelly uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah i want to make like a huge playlist at the end of the series and like yeah. have everybody's music on it. it's gonna be all over the place but <laughs> wait tell me yeah. yours tell me your favorite song right now my favorite song i really i don't know if do you know who rufus Dussault is 
No, I don't. No, and it's a it's a, they're an EDM. Well, they're not really EDM. They're more like house music, yes. but you should look them up. They're really good. Uh, Inner Bloom is always good. You should check them out. My favorite right. artist ever. Yeah. Inner Bloom. Rufus yeah, Inner Bloom. It's good. Yeah, that'll put Got you it. in your feels. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for telling your story yeah, and thank for being you. so vulnerable. Um, I think it's really good that uh, you know, to talk about trauma and to kind of mm -hmm. talk about the things that have hurt us and how they impact the way we create. And I think that you know, you being able to share that that makes you really strong. So I really appreciate you doing that. Yeah, and um, of course, yeah. And do you have any um sort of like a uh, social media or Instagram or um, email where someone who's watching, if they have any questions or just want to chat with you, can hit you up at? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you want to buy any of my products, you can go to my website, ryanleehughes.com. Mm -hmm. If you want to chat, hit me up on Instagram, ryanleehughes underscore. And if you want to watch me be stupid, you can follow my TikTok, which <laughs> is Asmodeus. But um, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. So everybody make sure you go check him out. And uh, Ryan, if you have any friends or if anybody watching has any friends, or if you are a creative who would like to be interviewed for this series, uh, please be sure to hit me up. You can send me an email directly at ericaatsadacollective.com. We also have a type form link. I have to double check if it's in the bio. If not, I'll stick it in there on our Instagram. So go ahead and click on that. Um, right now is a really good time because I've been like personally going through and like hand selecting our next um, interviewees and stuff. So I would definitely get that in sooner than later because I'm definitely in the process of checking those all out and I'm really proactive on that right now. So um, yeah, everyone get that submitted. And other than that, uh, thank you all for watching and thank you, Ryan, again for joining. And I. Uh, look forward to doing another episode very soon. So I'll talk to you all.